the first Sunday after Trinity, June 14th, 2020. Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing, grant us your grace to keep your commandments, that we may please you in both will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after Trinity is from the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The epistle is from St. John's first letter, the fourth chapter. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died 
and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to, them, but he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. And he was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Lord, Thee I love with all my heart. I pray Thee ne'er from me depart. With tender mercy cheer me. Earth 
has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare, if thou, Lord, wert not near me. And should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in thee can nothing shake. Thou art the portion I have sought, thy precious blood my soul hath bought. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, Forsake me not, I trust thy word. Yea, Lord, t'was thy rich bounty gave, My body, soul, and all I have, In this poor life of labour. Lord, grant that I in every place may glorify thy lavish grace and help and serve my neighbour. Let no false doctrine me beguile let Satan not my soul defile. Give strength and patience unto me to bear my cross and follow thee. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, in death thy comfort still afford. Lord, let at last thine angels come to Abram's bosom bear me home that I may die unfearing. And in its narrow chamber keep my body safe in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. And then from death awaken me that these mine eyes with joy may see, O Son of God, thy glorious face, my Saviour and my fount of grace. Lord Jesus Christ, my prayer attend, my prayer attend, and I will praise thee without end.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. This is the word of the Lord. What is the sin of Dives, the rich man? He never hurt the poor man Lazarus. He never spoke a harsh word to Lazarus. He never coveted or stole from Lazarus. Indeed, he did no harm to Lazarus at all, for he never interacted with that poor, sickly man at his gate. But that is precisely his sin, that he ignored Lazarus. For in ignoring the man in need, Dives did cause harm. In refraining from speaking to Lazarus, he spoke harsher words than could ever proceed from his mouth. In not stealing or coveting goods of the one who had none, Dives spoke within himself like the Pharisee of the publican. I thank God I am not like that man. By ignoring this man, Dives murdered him. Through selfish, extravagant, sumptuous living, Dives took from Lazarus the only thing in life he possessed, his life. As the apostles teach, the way of life is this. Give to everyone who asks you and do not demand it back. For the Father wants something from his own gifts to be given to everyone. Again, hear the teaching of the fifth commandment. We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. At its core, the murderous sin of Dives is all a matter of pride. If you see yourself as one who needs nothing from God, if you see yourself as the God of your own tiny, autonomous, finite universe, you will hear Abraham's chastisement on the final day. Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus' evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. Even with the inclusion of this chastisement, St. Luke is rather charitable with the message, all things considered. St. Matthew, however, is not. He does not record the parable of Dives and Lazarus directly, 
but he does record the message. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment. Faith demands humility. Faith demands that you see your own need and dependency and that you acknowledge it in repentance and by calling upon God and relying upon him. In this parable, Father Abraham teaches the reality of life in this sinful, fallen world. Between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. There is indeed a great gulf, a chasm, that stands between you and God. God does not wish for this chasm to exist and desires fervently that it should be bridged, that he might be united with those far removed from him. Of course, this chasm has for you and for the world been bridged in the cross of Christ. But this bridge is narrow, uncomfortable, and in many ways unattractive. The way of this bridge requires self-sacrifice, care for others, motion and action, and love. The will of the flesh is to see the difficulty of this way and to jump into the chasm or remain behind rather than to cross in the cross. The real difference then between Dives and Lazarus is not that one is rich and the other poor, that the one is merciful and the other boorish, that one does works for God while the other does works for man, or even a difference in race, as if man is ever superior or inferior than his fellow man. The difference is that Lazarus knows and understands his dependency upon the Lord's mercy, while Dives lives in a complete and utter rejection of his need for the very same mercy. Lazarus has a faith that cries out to God from across the chasm, according to the promises of mercy God has instituted. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. He has nothing to give. He has no word or act to offer but those of penitence, those that confess a reliance upon the grace of God alone to save. In Lazarus is the faith of Abraham. It is a faith that trusts, surrenders, and above all is humble in its dependency. 
To such a faith as humbly receives is accredited righteousness, not because the faith believes in or receives, but because of the great love that motivates the promises of God. Humble faith believes in and receives these promises, clinging to them firmly, yes. But righteousness is given in the content of the promise, the person of Christ. In him and in him alone are you made righteous and made to love as he loved. Crossing the chasm does not take place in or because of your works. Nevertheless, faith without works is dead. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love God whom he has not seen? The answer? He cannot. Therefore, crucify the little divies within yourselves, children. Crucify the instinct to turn away from him who has need, both among your brethren and out in the world. Crucify the thought that life is every man for himself. Crucify your sumptuous feasts and your rich attire if they come at the lives at those on your doorstep. Crucify your self-reliance, your determination, and your independence. For in the kingdom of God, you have none of these of your own accord. Crucify all of these with Christ that by his cross you may bridge the chasm in mercy before the time at which the distance is too great to bridge, the time at which Father Abraham will say, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Whether white or black, rich or poor, it matters not. It is better to live as Lazarus, he who receives mercy, as his name means, in a state of humility, dependence, and faith in the promises of God than it is to live as a Dives, invested in nothing but self. Trusting in the Lord's promise to Abraham and to all the children of his promise, you may confess boldly then with the psalmist, even in times of want and hardship, I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Indeed, he has dealt bountifully with you as he has to Abraham and indeed to Lazarus. He has not left you to fend for yourself or to be independent. He recognizes your dependency and he relishes the opportunity to care for you if only in humility you will permit him to do so. Having received mercy, this same humility also seeks to distribute it according to the command of God. For this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Love, that you may live. Follow, that you may love. 
receive with humility and dependency that you may follow. Deny yourself and become the humble Lazarus that you may indeed acknowledge your dependency upon God and receive him fully in the humility of faith. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Church of God, for faithful bishops and pastors, for the continued preaching of the gospel, for an increase in devotion among the saints of God, and that the holy name of God would be hallowed throughout the world, let us pray to the Lord. For faithful catechesis and formation in the faith for all catechumens, both young and old, for a renewed vigor of faith within the congregations of our synod, for the Spirit of Christ to be living and active within his church, for courage and for strength in the face of danger and temptation, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all sin, error, evil, discord, and schism, for the help of God in all trial and tribulation, for strength of will and fortitude of faith, and for the preservation from greed and selfishness and all other worldly temptations, let us pray to the Lord. For our country and its rulers, for an end to all unrest and violence, for peace and civility, for unity in the bonds of love, for justice, for the vindication of the righteous and the punishment of evil, let us pray to the Lord. For all who suffer harm at the hands of evil men or natural disaster, for all the persecuted and martyred, for the sojourner and stranger, for the homeless and the unemployed, for the marginalized and the oppressed, for enemies, persecutors and slanderers, for mercy to all, and for the true repentance of all, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to disease and pandemic, for the homebound and the infirm, for the sick and distressed, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Cade, Ramona, Joel, Anita, Randy, and Sue, for those to whom death draws near, and for all who mourn, let us pray to the Lord. For all who seek to feast upon the holy body and blood of Christ, for faithful hearts, minds, and wills to receive, for reverent awe, for lives of faithful works in devotion, charity, tithes, and alms, and for peace at the last, let us pray to the Lord. Almighty Father, everlasting God, you have given manifold gifts to your church in the person of your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you did not spare, but sent to the cross to offer an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We give you thanks for the holy vine of David, your servant, made known to us in Christ, and for the life and knowledge that you have granted in him. Just as this bread is gathered together from countless scattered grains, so may your church be gathered together from the ends of the earth into your kingdom by this same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, 
one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 